Well, good evening. Hello. How are you? I am great. How are you, Poppy? I'm good. I'm ready to knock out this podcast. This is a very uh, interesting topic and one that we really haven't touched, so I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Um, We're talking about couples therapy tonight on the relationship with Jorge and Nelsa. And as a part of my research, uh, Poppy um, talked about so many different types of couples therapy. I had no idea. Um, You know, our, this is part one and we're hoping to be able to book an expert for next week. So we're working on a special guest, but in the meantime, I went to Healthline um, they do really lots of good, um, things concerning like mental health and, um, you know, when to get help, looking for signs of different things. So they always have some really good articles. Um, but talking about couples therapy and when should you go? Um, I know we're both divorced. I went to couples therapy for a few sessions, uh, before we, you know, became legally separated. Uh, what about you, Poppy? Did you go to couples therapy at any point during your marriage? We did not. Um, that conversation did come up. Um, however, at that time, um, you know, as I've mentioned before in the past, I was the one that pretty much kind of decided to take the initiative to mm-hmm. start the divorce process. And I felt uh, reflecting on things that the couple therapy would not be helpful just because, uh, some of our struggles were compatibility issues mm-hmm. and there were compatibility issues that I do not feel, uh, therapy would have made a difference. Um, you know, there's certain things that, yeah, you can work out and, you know, uh, find common ground, but if, if, for example, right, somebody's an introvert and the other person's an extrovert, that's that's a tough, that's a tough thing to overcome because you have contrasting personality styles, and you're going to have contrasting uh, views of what you see as fun and hobbies, and you know, right, right to be together as a couple, yeah, sure, right, and that absolutely because I've. I'm not the only one that's kind of had these issues. I've come across a lot of people who are like, yeah, like, you know, I would want to travel. I want to go hiking. I want to go to the mountains. And then they're like, my significant other wants to hang out at home, uh, you know, be local, be indoors, not travel. So it's like, how do you change something like that if that's their nature? Right, right. And I think like you, um, I was the one who initiated um, moving our separate ways. Um, So when the idea came up for couples therapy, I felt like there was too much water under the bridge. Mm. Um, I still went because I felt like, um, you know, I did need to be able to, to like talk about why I did not want to move forward anymore in the relationship right um so i felt like there was closure uh that was needed that couples therapy helped to provide uh, it also helped put me on the journey to healing for myself because quite honestly i don't think couples therapy would have helped at that point in time because i needed therapy uh for myself um you know i can't speak for my ex um 
I suspect all of us could use some. Um, and I've really, you know, just in reflecting and talking about this topic, um, I really think I probably should have gone to counseling and had therapy before we got married. You know, we were mm. engaged for quite a while. And I think there were things that I ignored as far as compatibility that had I gone to therapy and been more sure of myself, had had more of my own healing under the under the belt that, you know, would I have would I have even gone down the road of marriage in the first place if I had really, you know, even if we had gone as a couple dating because, right. we, you know, we had dated for quite a while before we even got married. And I think sometimes, you know, 2020 vision is always in hindsight, of course, but um, I just think now after having gone through the process of therapy, you know, there's so much good. There's so much good that can happen just to be able to show you what your habits are, what your um, mental blocks could be, what your mental limitations could be, just even how you think. And I think being able to have somebody to talk with you and help, you know, facilitate those conversations, because like, I don't know that we even really had a conversation about money. I don't know that we really had we knew we wanted children, but I don't think we ever had a conversation um, about, you know, our philosophy and raising them. And there's just so many conversations that I feel like maybe had we gone to therapy, we would have seen that, is this really a match made in heaven? Um, but, you know, I don't regret anything. I think, you know, you just learn as you go. Yeah, I tell people all the time, like, you know, it wasn't always bad. I mean, there were definitely plenty of you know, good memories and mm -hmm. good times. So uh, I, I feel like sometimes when people kind of go their separate ways, they only focus on the negative or the bad that happened or the way that things kind of, you know, played themselves out. But I do believe that, hey, there is some good that came from this. And obviously, if you um, take it in stride, um, take some accountability and grow from it, then it's, then it's a good experience. And obviously, in your case, you know, you got kids out of it, which mm -hmm. that in itself is, is to me, you know, something uh, beautiful, right, that you were able to do that. Um, so it's not always all bad. I mean, there's definitely good, but obviously you also have to be real and realize that, okay, even therapy is not going to be able to fix this problem. And mm -hmm. um, from the reviews and the digging that I did, um, therapy doesn't guarantee anything. All they're there to do is they're kind of like the, you know, uh, liaison or facilitator where they basically tell you, hey, this is kind of the roadmap and this these are the tools on how to build this deck, but it's up to you to build this foundation and this deck and put it together that part um and i i agree with that so much because it's really about what you want to take away from the situation and what your intention is going in and i knew my intention in couples therapy was this was closure for me so you know going to therapy did not change my mind from that um because that was my intention and i um You're right. so i did some digging and i change. did some research and mm -hmm. One of the things that I saw, uh, so the source is Brad Browning from YouTube, and he's like a 
a counselor and, you know, he helps, you know, couples and, you know, married people and whatnot. And he basically put it like this. He said that the main purpose of couples therapy is to find the root of the problems, right? And then to help provide tools to salvage the marriage or relationship. And also to create a safe haven for open communication and dialogue. Mm -hmm. Because when people are struggling, when people are falling out of love or drifting apart, the passion dies out, the communication absolutely starts to suffer. And therefore, with no passion and no communication, you're not going to have much of a relationship. That part. Absolutely. Um, in the article, I looked at uh, some of the things that they talked about. Uh, you know, maybe you're going in because of conflict. Um, and, you know, depending on how far the conflict has even run, you know, you may have said some things you're not going to be able to take back. Oof, <laughs> no matter how yeah. much therapy you do, you know what I'm saying? Hey, um, that, that, it, but listen, some of these... Um, Therapy sessions, they, they can, I mean, they can definitely help or they can make matters worse. Right. When some real <laughs> truth starts spilling out, it, it can get kind of sticky and dicey. But um, in the article, um, it says, according to the American Association for Marriage and Family Therapy, more than 98% of its clients surveyed reported marriage and family therapy services as good or excellent. And just because they were good and excellent, though, didn't mean, and that's one of the things I've been digging for, is to see uh, what percentage of couples who go to therapy stay together, you know, long term after therapy. So, uh, but <laughs> I still say like you, you know, what you put into it and what you want out of it is going to all depend on each individual going in. Because like if if both of you aren't really sold out that no matter what, we're going to make this marriage work. You know, you got to have some real will and Jada zeal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're not ever breaking up. I don't care what we do. Uh, I think that mentality, is, you know? that mentality is, uh, is a dying breed uh, in this uh, society that we live in where it's all about instant gratification. But I will yeah. say this, uh, going back to what Mr. Browning pointed out, he had a few things that people... Uh, need to think about before mm -hmm. they even get to the whole spending a lot of money for the therapy, right? right. Uh, one thing was, are you and your partner willing to change? Mm -hmm. Whatever. Number one. You know, whatever that may be, right? Because yeah. it, it could be something minimal. It could be a lot of changes. It just depends because every dynamic and every relationship is, is its own maze. Um, right. Also, what is the depth of your problems, right? So I would equate that to, hey, you know what? I just feel like we're not spending enough time together and I feel like your job is becoming a crutch in our relationship, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You could fix that. that. To me, that seems like a fixable uh, problem. Now, obviously, you may have to sacrifice money. You may have to sacrifice you know, the conveniences and the, and the right. luxuries of your job. But if you really love this person and, you know, the best bet is to not travel and be away from home all the time and be a little bit more close to spend more quality time, then, then those are things that, hey, you know what? 
you could make changes to improve that, right? Right. But for example, if somebody doesn't like chocolate ice cream, they just don't like chocolate ice cream. So you're not going to force them to like mm -hmm. chocolate ice cream. Uh, so, you, you know, you have to, or if somebody doesn't like public affection, um, I, I don't know that therapy is going to help that because that's just, you know, part of who they are that, hey, they, they just like to be private about the way they either receive or demonstrate affection. So um, I, 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 that's the way I took it, the way, you know, he was presenting as far as what kind of problems or what kind of challenges are existing within the relationship marriage. Mm -hmm. um, and also he said, how well are the individuals going to respond to the counseling techniques? Because from both sources that I got, um, like you said, it's basically you're going to get what you put in out of it. So if mm -hmm. only one person is practicing the techniques and uh, the therapy ideas uh, or suggestions and yeah, the probably. other one isn't or the other one is half-assing, then yeah. obviously that's going to show. So it's both. we both got to be in that boat rowing at the same pace mm -hmm. with the same goal in mind Look, which is to get to a better place <laughs> going in the same direction right exactly so i thought that was kind of interesting and you know to those who listen to us our listeners and people who are maybe in that conundrum where maybe they're trying to figure out whether they should look into that hey look this stuff's not cheap now so you want to make sure that hey if we're doing this we're all in because if, if one person's going to half-ass and the other person's going to, uh, we'll see, you're going to be out of some money and you're probably not going to get the results you're looking for. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, with our listeners, I think this is about to be my favorite portion of the show. Uh, the feedback we get from our Facebook feed, uh, these, these comments are, you know, just spot on. Um, but again, most people said, you know, it has to work um, if both people want it to improve. Like, that's the only way it's going to, you know, even make a dent in things. Um, and then this is Heidi Jones. She goes on further to say, if one person isn't sure what they want, they need individual counseling first, in her opinion. And I really like that because uh, even you talking about the personal affection, you know, public affection versus private Um even that should have been something that you were cued in before you got married, right? You know, I if mean, I don't you, like kissing you, you in public on a date, why would you think I would want to do it if we were married? I guess that's just my thinking. So to me, that would have been a flag that maybe we need to slow down and really get some help talking about, are we even compatible? You know, are we, but then, you know, some people do change. Like some people you know, put a certain mask on in the dating round that they don't have in the marriage round. So, you know, that can be um, a bit of a downfall. Um, then we had um, beat up. I guess I said that right, HDREN, I hope so. Um, only works if both people honestly want to make the relationship work, just like you said before, and, and grow together. Uh, Siali Sandoval says, uh, agreed. It only works if both people honestly want to make the relationship work, uh, grow together. If the couple are each going their separate ways, it will never work. And I guess in the relationship, um, you know, if one person wants to do what they want to do, they don't care about the other partner's desires. You know, you can never find the common ground. You can never find the 
um, the being together part of it. Uh, Coco Winfrey uh, had a little different situation. She said, in my situation, it only made the problems worse, but I was attempting to go to counseling with a narcissist, which we've done shows on narcissistic traits yes, now. We <laughs> so we, we kind of know why that would have gone sideways. Uh, so we know how they are and that the finger being pointed at them for even a hit. Um, second, can ignite a slew of problems. I would say it can help, but only if both people are willing to try and make things better. So um, <laughs> Megan uh, Duarte said it was just exhausting um, and pointless uh, and a few other choice words. Um, so I think that's the thing too, like going to counseling and feeling like you're sitting there saying the same stuff that you've said over and over and over to the person at home, if you've had honest conversations, um, that can be a bit frustrating, I think. And, you know, I know good, good counselors have seen, um, seen these things happen, you know, seen these conversations where anger is starting to spill out and, you know, blame and accusations get to flying. Um, but I think that is one of the frustrations is like, why do we have to go to a therapist if I've been telling you what I needed or what I wanted and you still haven't been able to do that, or I've been trying to talk to you, but you won't open up and talk back. So now we got to get in front of somebody. And, you know, I, I was from a culture that grew up. You just didn't put your business out in front of everybody. And thank God I'm, I'm over that, you know, sort of thinking now because the counseling really helped me see where I had made choices that were not healthy and I wanted somebody else to change. And it really was me who needed to change. Um, you know, I needed to put my mask down. So I think, you know, our listeners really did hit some um, really hard points here. Um, one person said, R.B. Birchall, of course I say helpful, but it's like anything else you get out of it, what you put into it. I believe it can change and strengthen relationships, which is why I'm getting licensed. So uh, a real believer, um, you know, who not only went and found it helpful, but has decided to go become a therapist, it looks like. Um, so it's very interesting comments. Um, Yona Kaplan, Yona's a regular contributor for our, our uh, Facebook post, says towards the end of her first marriage, uh, I went to a therapist to inquire about couples therapy and she asked me if I wanted to work on the marriage. I said, not really. And she said, well, then there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. I wonder how much that took to, for her to say that. Like how much did they pay for her to be? Like, oh, that was easy. <laughs> but you know, to not drag it out and keep charging her. That's, that was really ethical. Um, she was right. And that was a simple ending. When my second marriage was failing, I sought out a therapist for us. She said she would only do it if we were both in individual therapy with her, as well as the couple's counseling. Kind of genius, huh? We did try that for a hot <laughs> But in the end, we weren't a good match. I continued the therapy and grew tremendously. I'm a big fan of the profession since it helped me so much. It's hard for people to hear truth. Everyone wants to blame the other person. But you have to understand why you chose that person, too. I thought this one was really like, oh, that was own deep. your that, shit. That, <laughs> own that your was, shit. That cut. That cut some people. Yeah. <laughs> well, cut Those words. 
Those words cut some people because I'm because listen on our podcast we talk about that all the time that hey look Mm -hmm. you can't always play the victim card and saying they're doing this to me and then you keep picking them you know right and you keep picking the same person with a different face and name and I've told you listen (laughs) Nelson you know I've told you that yo I got friends that I'm like yo you you just keep you keep dating the same guy you keep getting the same results then you wonder why you know you know why things aren't working out it's the same personality that you're after mm-hmm. and if you're chasing the same kind of personality that's just how they move and you're not going to change them so you need to go in understanding that hey this is who they are mm-hmm. and i'm either going to tame and dance with the lion or i'm going to get mauled by the lion well <laughs> i'm telling you our, our listeners are so sharp so Corinne Benedum says, my ex and I went and we had a bad therapist that just made things worse. Never failed. We'd get into an argument every session. It was exhausting. I would make sure to ask for references of happy couples they've helped. I think that was really good advice right there because Absolutely. You know, therapists are just like any other profession. Like just because the first one you go to doesn't work doesn't mean that the profession as a whole is no good. It just means that you may have somebody who maybe didn't have proper training or maybe they're projecting their own stuff in right. some things. I did have one of those out of the several that I went to trying to find the right one. Um, but it's just like any other doctor. Sometimes you need a second opinion. Like if the counselor seems to be making things worse after every session, it may be the counselor. It may not be the two of you. Yeah. And I think I replied back to her and I yeah. thought, like, yeah, I've had people tell me that I'm like, well, hell go get a new therapist. There's a whole bunch of them now. Like it's not a secret anymore. People right. need Even mental online. health and people, uh, you know, want to, you know, have help. Uh, it's, it's no secret no more. So now in society, I feel we're embracing that, Hey, mental health is ultra important and it's important to be under care. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you're not vibing or you're not clicking with one, then go try another one. That part. Um, because I think sometimes people do get stuck with, you know, overly loyal, um, tendencies sometimes where we feel like we just have to go to this person because it's the first one we chose. Uh, and then some people feel like, they're so exhausted in the trial, like they don't want to keep going and run into disappointment, even with the therapist when they've got all this disappointment they're dealing with in their marriage. Um, you know, one of the things that I really want us to touch on, too, was um, techniques. You talked about that earlier in your comments, and one of them was reflective listening. And I think this everybody needs this, whether you work with, work with people, marriage counseling, couples counseling, whatever. Reflective listening is where each person in the couple takes turns being an active listener uh, using I phrases instead of you, which pulls that whole blame out of, you know, the thing. For example, right. saying I feel hurt when you do X instead of you're wrong for doing that or you make me feel such and such, you know, um, emotionally focused therapy, EFT. You might see that um, if you've been out looking for a therapist um, it says it's been shown uh, to facilitate long-lasting behavior changes. Um, and the goal for this particular therapy is to identify maladaptive patterns within the relationship that interfere with secure bonds and attachments. So, you know, figuring out what we're doing, like, you know, if we don't listen well, if we are constantly putting each other down or we're constantly running over each other's boundaries, um, but figuring out what's not working correctly for us 
for us and then creating boundaries that are safe and secure. Um, narrative therapy is another one. Uh, this revolves around people describing their problems in narrative form and then rewriting their stories um, so that you don't feel like, you know, you're always doing this. Um, we always argue at dinner when we go out with friends, um, you know, really looking at, you know, there is there are multiple viewpoints of a story, you know, like maybe I didn't realize you didn't feel good. And every time we go out, it's because you work all day, uh, 12 hours. And so when we get ready to go out, you're tired and hungry. And, you know, I just feel like you don't want to go out with me, <laughs> you know. Um, so I think it, uh, this is a, a good one for people who maybe have had a lot of increase, uh, a lot of conflict uh, together or um, emotional trauma, you know, feeling like we were doomed from the beginning. Um, and that maybe is because you feel like you saw uh, you were both from divorced families or something. Another one is the Gottman method. Um, it says this one's practice is pretty popular. Um, it helps with issues like managing conflict, uh, intimacy, and marital adjustment. Uh, this one's about 40 years, the Gottman Institute. It says about 40 years of research, and they do a lot of trainings. So you may have, hear that in therapy. Uh, Imago relationship therapy, I think I'm saying that right. Um, this emphasizes the connection between adult relationships and childhood experiences. You know, we've talked a lot about childhood trauma. Uh, we've had a guest on before who talked about um, the issues. You know, we I think that show was Daddy Issues or whatever. Right. Um, yep. I remember you that. You know, how that it plays a part in our relationships. Oh, with our it loved always ones. does. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the last one was solution-focused therapy. Uh, this one says if you're de dealing with something like burnout or you're trying to work toward a specific goal, uh, then this one may be a good model to consider. Um, the practice is a short-term goal-focused evidence-based therapeutic approach, which helps clients change by constructing solutions rather than dwelling on problems. And this is according to the Institute for Solution-Focused Therapy. Uh, that sounds like something I would like, because quite frankly, I feel like if I'm not going in there seeing things change, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> just spinning your wheels and spending your money. Oh, I cannot. Uh, <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. I'm just like, what are we doing? What's the goal? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you definitely want to see progress. Yeah, I, I get that. And I could see how that would discourage you if you feel like you're just a dog chasing his tail. Um, so I did a little more digging as well. And my source is Soaring Families Counseling on YouTube. And basically, he kind of just kind of gave people an idea of what to expect from the therapist, right? Once mm -hmm. the therapy is about to begin as far as their role, because he was kind of basically clarifying that, Hey, just because you're going to therapy, this does not mean that we're going to fix whatever you guys have going on. Cause every relationship, every marriage has its own issues, its own dynamics, its mm -hmm. own set of uh, problems that, the therapist may be able to help or may not. Uh, but what yeah. he mentioned, which I thought was kind of interesting, was 
And he kind of likes to start out by asking, what is the goal with the therapy, mm -hmm. with the mm -hmm. counseling? What are we looking to accomplish? Are we trying to improve communication? Are we trying to, uh, you know, spice up the bedroom uh, in romance? Or are we just you know, getting to a point where we can't get along and we can't even, you know, go, you know, have a dinner in peace or whatever. So that's number one, what's the goal? Number two is he likes to lay it out that, hey, as a counselor, I'm a facilitator and I'm here to give you unbiased perspective. Right. Um, not so tell you not, what to do. <laughs> right. He's not, yeah, he doesn't have a magic wand and he or she is not going to be able to, you know, fix uh, everything. He's going to give you tools. Mm -hmm. And then in return, those tools hopefully will help, uh, you know, solve some of those inconsistent issues that seem to kind of, you know, bring the relationship down mm -hmm. uh, the wrong path. Also, he says no secrets. So he says, all, basically, more or less, uh, and this is my metaphor that I'm using, all cards must be laid on the table. Mm -hmm. And he even said that if there is a private conversation and somebody shares a secret, he has to share it. Because if he is trying to counsel a couple, but he has to hold on to a secret and kind of tiptoe around that, then that to him feels like it's counterproductive to the therapy. So, for example, right, if you have somebody who's like, hey, the reason why, you know, I haven't, you know, been focusing on my wife or my husband is because I've had an affair or I have somebody who's emotionally grabbed my interest. He can't, at least this particular therapist, he's like, hey, I, I can't hold on to that. I have to lay that out there because secrets are counterproductive to the counseling. Um. And then, of course, what we already touched, which is you get in what you put in. So if you're mm -hmm. not putting in the effort, if you're not practicing the techniques and the suggestions, and if you're not in unison and on board with all that, then obviously this is going to be, uh, you know, null and void. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, you can't look for magic bullets. Like things don't get to a place where they need therapy overnight. And so you're not going to have a, a quick fire solution, even with therapy. And I think that would put too much pressure on the therapist, number one, and on the relationship, number two, to go in there thinking that it's going to be, you know, just kind of rapid fire. Okay, we got this prescription to go and try these exercises and that's going to fix us. And when it doesn't happen, you know, within a week or two or a month or two, then, you know, people's tolerance level for holding out and seeing things improve slowly is not always very high. Uh, some of the exercises, in fact, um, from my uh, research were having a, uh, you know, you just said, what are we coming to do? But having a vision board uh, right. for your relationship, uh, find deeper topics to engage with. Like if all you're doing is asking, how was your day? And you never get to any real deep, intimate conversations about, you know, each other and your personal growth besides the day-to-day -day operations, then, you know, you might need to do a little personal retreat or something to just be able to get away and, and get down to like, who are we now? Like what, what's changed? How have things, you know, like a check-in. I had friends who used to do a, like a financial and, and emotional retreat with one another and they would go and do like what their goals were for the year. Um, they would talk about challenges that they had had right. during that year um, 
ways they want to develop deeper intimacy with one another in their spiritual lives. And I always thought, you know, I really honored that because for them to, to be able to, first of all, take a weekend away to just focus on each other, number one, was healthy. And then the fact that they could talk about, you know, goals and dreams and mishaps and needs and wants. And, you know, it was sort of like a, like you said, it was a safe place where no secrets. We got to put all our cards on the table and they're still together happily, you know? Good. Um, yeah. yeah. That's important. That transparency is important because if you really want to almost kind of get like that fresh start, right? Get like a, a clean slate, so to speak, post mm-hmm. uh, counseling and therapy. But if you're still holding on to secrets or you're still keeping things from your partner, then how exactly are you going to be able to move forward if you're still carrying some of that baggage, right? That's kind of been dragging the relationship as it is. So, um, you know, I I really thought that that was important that, uh, you know, hey, you got to put all your dirty laundry on the table here from both sides, right? Yeah. One side, but both sides, everybody. Get it all out, uh, but also and then let's clean appreciation. it up. Yeah, expressing appreciation is another one because, like, too often in conflict, we're about the dirty language, you know, dirty language and the dirty laundry. Um, but we've stopped being grateful and communicating what is working well in the relationship. You know, we start letting the one or two things that bother us override all the good of the relationship, which is why I really appreciate how you always bring to the table. Um, you know, when we talk about our, our divorces, like our marriages were still filled with good things. Like Absolutely. It wasn't I, all I, I will say that till I'm blue in the yeah. face, that it wasn't all bad. But at some point you, you realize that, hey, we've we've gotten what we could out of the situation, mm-hmm. out of the marriage. And now it's, it's just time for a new beginning. And uh, that's kind of how I saw it. And obviously, I feel that I've become a better man uh, post uh, my divorce. Uh, obviously, it wasn't easy. Uh, it took a lot of adapting, a lot of adjusting, and you know, a lot of change, but good change. Um, yeah, absolutely. I would also encourage people, learn your partner's love language. Because That's we talked the about this. Yeah. We talked about this uh, in, in the love language show that we did uh, mm-hmm. last year where there's a lot of people out there that are trying to love on people, but they're doing it the wrong way. Yes. Or they have no idea what it is that elates and makes their partner or their loved one feel loved. Mm -hmm. And remember as, as people, we have that, you know, uh, mistake of saying, Hey, uh, I love gifts. So let me shower my mom with gifts because I know that's how I like to feel uh, you know, loved and, mm-hmm. and, you know, show affection, but that may not be what your mom likes. Your mom might like quality time. You know, she right. might just be like, look, I got everything I need. I just want, you know, two, three hours of your time right. and just, you know, make memories, you know? So I think it's important, you know, people who are struggling um, or going through a rough patch, identify what your love languages are. And mm-hmm. obviously this is not exclusive to just romantic couples. Um this is also with friends, with right. family members, with children that, you know, you might be going the wrong way and trying to show affection to a significant loved one. And you could easily improve that just by identifying how they best like to be stimulated and loved. Yes. 
Um, one of the other tips that I found that I thought was really neat, the six second kiss um, says just use a kiss for like six seconds to just throw a dash of romance throughout your day. It's long enough to be passionate, but it's also a distraction from the busyness of the day. And I think about as as you grow accustomed to your partner, how much like simple affection becomes such a big deal. Like even being able to pencil in time together to go on dates, especially if you have children, you know, your lives, your, your lives start revolving around the children and you as a couple becomes sort of invisible, you, you know, during that season of, of right. raising your children, but you can't stay together if you don't spend time together and, you know, again, just that little bitty kiss. I thought six seconds, you know, like how long is that? One, two, three, four, five, six. So that's how long you would kiss your partner. And I was like, how many of us were really doing that in our relationships? Um, you know, really just pressing in and taking time to just see your partner, like almost like a mini meditation, you know, as a couple. Hey, the, hey they, they say, right, what is it? The devil's in the details? Yes. <laughs> Those little things matter. Those little things that make a big difference. But yes. uh, great show. Um, I really like that we focus on this because I'm sure there's probably a lot of people who are maybe on the fence. And I can tell you, I, I have close friends of mine who have done couples therapy and they've come out uh, on the, you know, on the winning side of this, where it's brought right. them closer. Uh, they were able to kind of hash out some, uh, you know, resentment that they were holding amongst each other because of certain situations, mm -hmm. but they're doing really good. So it is helpful, but obviously the key is that both, or, you know, if you have multiple partners, right. It, it, it basically the focus is that, Hey, number one, you have to lay it all on the line and let it all hang out. Good, bad, yeah. and ugly. And number two, everybody's got to be on board because if only one or only two or three or four, whatever, if everybody's not willing to put in the effort, it is, it's not going to work out the way you would like. Right. And sometimes we just need new skills. Like the way our parents communicate and the, what we've grown up seeing happen isn't always what's best for us. So, you know, you can learn new skills, even if you can't use it to salvage the relationship you're in. Like you said earlier, you can grow as your own individual person and, you know, perhaps move forward into a, a healthier match. Yeah, know, and, that's, and sometimes, future. you know what, Nelson, sometimes some people have a tough time moving on from people and they hold on to people maybe a lot longer than they should for multiple multitude of reasons mm -hmm. sometimes that therapy is is there to give you clarity to be like you know what this, this is not this is not the guy this is not the man this is not the woman yeah <laughs> you pick wrong and the therapy you need a therapist who is unbiased right is to tell you that hey this is just not a good fit and sometimes right. people just need to hear that so that they can be like you know what this is it like this was the last you know hoorah basically right right um but you know whatever whatever you think you know um do your research always again know that you can leave from you can leave your therapist you can actually have a separation from them and you know now we've got so many online platforms you don't necessarily even have to leave the house 
to be able to have. Yeah, that's true. But just do your homework, people, because it's not cheap. So if you do this, uh, you want to make sure that you're all in because it, it from from what I gathered, it, it, it's, it can get expensive. And obviously, you don't want to spend that kind of money and only one person's trying and the other's just kind of coasting or just kind of going through the motions. Right. But, well, thankfully, a lot of people, you know, insurance can cover it. Uh, yeah, with the online cool. options, those are a much more affordable, like BetterHelp and some of those ThriveWorks, right. whatever. So I think since since we've been out of the uh, couples therapy counseling, um, you know, we do have much, much more, um, I guess uh, we've got more choices, you know, we've got more choices. So, you know, just keep looking, keep searching uh, until you get the right fit, everybody. But it's been a great show, uh, Poppy. Tell the people how they can find more of us. Oh, absolutely. Check us out on our YouTube channel. Just type in, literally go on YouTube and search The Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa. I was at Jersey Mike's yesterday, and this girl said, hey, I want to listen to your podcast. And I said, all right, cool. Pull up your YouTube. And she said, okay. And literally in like three seconds after typing, it came up. And apparently we got a new listener now because she was like, oh, yeah, I've been looking for this. I'm like, "Okay, good. Check us out. (laughs) Well, thank you to everybody uh, who's been on our Facebook, you know, chatting with us, uh, going to our website, which is also the relationship cycle dot com. For those of you who've gone to the YouTube and subscribed, please uh, subscribe and hit that bell so you get notified. Also on Spotify, you can um, subscribe or follow us and hit the bell so that you get the new episodes as soon as they land. Uh, But we appreciate you guys so much. Um, Here's to happy relationships, right? (laughs) Hey, hey, listen, it's all right. We all go through rough patches and, you know, there's a lot of resources out there. Use what's best for you and Hey, give it an effort. See what happens. Awesome. All right. Until next time, everybody. Buenas noches, good people. Welcome to the Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa, where we discuss dating and other significant relationships. Thanks for joining us today on the Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa. Do you have show ideas? Email us at jorgeandnelsa at gmail.com. Follow us on Spotify or anchor.fm for more great shows.